Hello, beautiful, wonderful people. It is time for a quality conversation. This one was recorded a very long time ago, so stick around. Hi friends, this is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. Okay, we are back. Now, this episode is the first of many quality conversations that we will be having in this season of the podcast. If you listened to the first episode of this season's podcast, if you didn't go back and listen, um, we talked about that this season will be themed quality conversations. I've been very blessed to have some of these conversations. I'm blessed to be around people who are capable of quality conversation. <laughs> Unfortunately, not everyone is. I don't think it's just because I'm an Enneagram four, but I definitely think it's a contributing factor. Uh, that I am anagram for, uh, to the fact that I do not, not only do I not like shallow conversation, I don't appreciate it. Like, don't make me feel like you are obligated to talk to me by asking me about the weather. And don't waste my time by coming and asking me about the weather. We can both check the weather for ourselves. If we're going to talk, let's skip the preliminaries. Let's get into the deep stuff. So, um, the conversation we're going to have today is with some family members, Haley and Heidi. They are two of my nine female cousins, um, Granny and Papa on my mom's side. It's my mom's mom and her dad had five daughters and all of them had girls except for my mom who had two boys. <laughs> so there are 10 granddaughters and two grandsons. So I have nine female cousins, no boy cousins. So let's just say stuff got interesting at family Christmases. There was always something going on. The episode you're about to hear, the or the conversation you're about to hear, it was recorded a really long time ago. Onyx, I think, was uh, nine or ten months old, maybe. I want to say we recorded it in September of 2021. Um, Yeah, I think it was September 21. So Onyx wasn't even a year old in this recording. And you're going to hear him just joining in the conversation very loudly. Also, this was the very first thing I recorded for the podcast outside of my... uh, my intro and outro segments. This is like the first thing I recorded to put out and I hadn't put it out yet. I wanted to save it for something like this. So this discussion, we cover a lot of things. We talk about, uh, we talk about some family stuff, like momming kind of stuff. We also talk about, um, some misconceptions of apostolic Pentecostals. Uh, we talk about, um, We get into a lot of stuff. It's like 30 minutes long. So if you need to listen in segments, that's okay. But for those of you who have been begging for longer episodes, your prayers have been answered. Without further ado, let's get into quality conversation with Haley and Heidi. 
All right, here we are. Um, this is Bethany, and I am here with two cousins. I'm at my granny's house right now, which I'm very excited about. Um, however, because we're at granny's house, we will be featuring Onyx and uh, Aunt Shay and Aunt Lana and granny in the background because I am nothing if not professional. <laughs> so, um, these are people. These are my people. They know me. They have known me for a long time. Uh, what's your first name, Haley? Uh, my first name is Haley. <laughs> and what's your last name, Miss Crumball? <laughs> Crumball. <laughs> so I'm here with Haley Bates and Heidi Crumball. Um, they're actually sisters, believe it or not. If you'd see them, you'd believe it. Um, but they're both married now and living their lives. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Haley. Um, I live in a hole-in-the-wall community called Eminence in Henry County, Kentucky. Um, it's a farm-strong community, and I work for an attorney. I'm a legal assistant in an attorney's office. Um, my husband is Jonathan, and I've got three precious children, Maggie, nine, Tucker, seven, and Finley, 16 months. And we are involved in the music ministry in our church. Um, and we're living our best life out on the family farm. Okay, Heidi. I am Heidi Crumble. I live in Glasgow, Kentucky. I'm a mother of five, ranging from five years to 14 years old. Um, my husband's in law enforcement, and we are heavily involved in our church also. So, they are both moms. They are both ministers in their own areas. Um... So, moms, Haley is pouring coffee. No, you're cool. You're cool. Haley's pouring coffee now. I'm on my 16th cup of the day. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many cups it's I've had today. It's probably pretty close. But it's not the point. It's actually weaker at Granny's, so I think it counts for half cups. Absolutely. Anyways, um, what has been, like, before you were a mom, what was your biggest unknown? Like, the thing you were probably the most nervous about as a mom? before you do you remember when you weren't a mom either of you I'm probably having being able to teach my children to be mannerly and respectful I was always worried about having ill-behaved children I guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a good mom and have respectful children and so how did you remedy that did you just kind of like figure it out as you went did you it's, have a game plan or? it's still very much a work in progress um what are their ages five seven nine thirteen and fourteen well you almost had them all on the odds almost ruined it yep abby ruined it abby ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> they're all beautiful yeah. wonderful kids and they each have like their own their, their own unique. thing yeah and it's, their personalities and their mannerisms, but still very much related. Kind of like the rest of the Harris family. Yes. So, just to clarify for our listening friends, um, the Harris family is my mom's side of the family. Um, my mom's maiden name is Harris, Pamela Sue Harris. And her mom and dad were Barbara and Marion Harris. And Granny's still here with us. That's whose house I'm at. And mom had five sisters, and they all had daughters until my mother had my two brothers. So, very female-heavy family. Second only to the tribe of Israel. <laughs> Second only to the tribe of Israel, absolutely. So, um, this is where we're at. So, we there's lots of kids and lots of babies. And all of us 
have our own unique personalities, but you know a Harris when you see a Harris. Yes, totally. Like, if you've been around any any of us, you know a family member when you see them. Probably from the glowing halo. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, some of us, it's pitchfork and horns, but <laughs> you will definitely know us. So, it's a work in progress. We're figuring it out as you go. What about you, Haley? What was your, like, biggest... Um, I would say it was probably pretty similar to that as far as, like, I wanted to raise children that people, other people enjoyed being around. Oh, yeah. Kids standing on the um, kids. Yeah. But then I also remember thinking at the same time, this isn't just another human that I have to raise to be a good American. This is a soul that I have to raise to right. be a good Christian. Yeah. And I have to be able to not just teach them the the facts of Christianity, but I have to teach them the relationship side of that and teaching any human relationship, anything is, um, it's a big responsibility. And so I remember thinking, I hope to God that I can teach my children that this isn't, this life isn't, um, following guidelines of a book. Yeah. It is actual, life experience life choices yeah your relationship it's not a checklist it's an interaction yes and it's going to be a lifelong journey it's not a one moment thing it is a lifetime thing and i'm but i remember my mom always talking about that that being like a huge responsibility and i remember thinking that's silly people have children all the time you're like you're overplaying that, yeah. that pressure. Then we grew and, up and saw other people's kids. They were awful. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, making a list of what not to do. Like, <laughs> whatever that parent did, don't do it. I feel like every interaction is a learning experience. Either yes. you figure out, oh, that'd be cool to try. Or I will never, mm-hmm. if I can help it. I'll tell you one thing I do distinctly remember is, like, I think every mom ever, is you see these other moms and their children and you see... <laughs> Um, for social media plays huge into the whole comparison game, but just our lifestyle going to conferences and camps and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And you see these other moms with their kids and they're the well-behaved typical little Pentecostal children. And you're just like, Oh, I'm going to be just like that. My life is going to be so well organized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just camp yeah. meeting though. They're not like that in real life. Yeah, right. no. And then they go home and you don't see the animals that they are at home. Right. But it's like, camp meeting. Okay. For those of you who don't know, conferences and camp meetings like the highlight reel of a family. Right. And I'm really honest with you. Even, even our highlight reel can be kind of dull sometimes. Cause if when Onyx is done, he's done. He's and he's not like a, he's not like a, a difficult child. He's just a child. He's a child. <laughs> and I refuse to not let him be a child. Bless it. Yeah. I'm not going to put my kids under the microscope of making them be perfect. Right. Um, although I do try to push for well-behaved children. That is a priority for me. But at the same time, I was able to have a really good childhood and because it was relaxed I was allowed to just be a kid that my parents didn't expect me to be um some super spiritual guru or even some um I don't even know the word proper etiquette (laughs) robot all the time either so I was allowed to relax and just be a kid and so I try to remember that for my kids when I have a tendency to make a principle out of everything (laughs) and so I'm like having to relax let the kid breathe um y'all pray for my Ashay we think she got bronchitis for real she got got time for that she got a prescription coming in y'all pray for her 
so those yeah those are the kind of things kind of relax a little I bit I think yeah I think everybody <gasps> wants to have quote unquote good kids but honestly it doesn't take much to be good at being a kid right you know it kind of just comes natural I've, yeah if you're a kid you're a kid I think I think our when we say what a bad kid I think it's because we're putting expectations on a kid that it doesn't they don't belong to that child it's what we expect of right. them but we expect a whole lot out of a kid a kid should just be a kid now a kid should never be rude there's never an excuse for rudeness I won't tolerate it <laughs> um, but also a kid can just be a kid and kids pick up on a lot there are plenty of times when Onyx makes faces at people that I wish I could make. And I right. can't make them. But I'm not going to say he's got spirit discernment, but boy, has he got his mother's face. <laughs> I, w- I will totally admit to giving my children messages or lessons oh, wow. in front of people or in, even in private. But these are actually lessons and principles that aren't really necessarily pertaining to them or actually for their good i'm doing it so that that adult across the room that doesn't know how to behave themselves properly is hearing me and i'm hoping they're getting the message because i'm trying to teach my child to be a better child than that person is being an adult i know unfortunately there are more expectations on an adult and that's because they've had longer to learn how to human and some of them still stink we're really bad at being decent humans i'll give you that Okay, we're back. We had a brief intermission uh, because Haley's youngest, Finley, woke up. And then all of a sudden, Uncle Jim was here. And while we can handle Aunt Lana and Aunt Shay and Granny in the background, I feel like Uncle Jim's another story. (laughs) He is so fun, quite a character, and he's been working really hard all day long. And I would hate to make him be quiet for us to record this. (laughs) Uncle Jim is Haley and Heidi's father, so they say. So, (laughs) but there too that... If you saw him and their dad, you would know for sure, for sure. Okay, so I think my thing with parenting was that I want to raise a kid. I have no, ex- I think a lot of people put expectations on him already just because of, you know, the things that David and I do. Oh, he's going to be so great at music. He's going to be so great at this or that. And I consider it a compliment that they expect that, but I don't want them to expect that out of my kid right you know and yeah. i don't expect that out of my kid i assume he'll be creative at some point because i think as humans you know we're made in the image of christ and he is the creator so we will be creative in some way and i i don't want to put limits on that creativity it could be literally anything as long as you know it's creative my only expectation for my child is that he is a christian and i think raising a christian not just in this day and age but in on earth period at any time is difficult yes because christianity is more than just like Haley was saying it's more than just a checklist christianity is a lifestyle it's life choices over and over and over and over again so um that's my thing i want to raise a christian and a christian who knows christ but a christian who also knows himself um and not just what people expect of him right we're back again. Now we also have Mia to feature in the background. That's Aunt Shay's dog. Again, these family gatherings. You think this is crazy. You should be here at Christmas. Okay. Um, next question. What? Just keeping it real, real light and surface here. Um, what do you feel like the biggest misconception is of apostolic Pentecostals? Like. We could be external looking in or internal and in what we think of ourselves. Whatever. What do you think the biggest misconception is? Like the people just don't get it. They're not getting it, mm-hmm. or most people don't get it. 
I would think the biggest misconception, and once again, this is off the top of my head, so I'm sure there's probably many other better answers, but is the fact that they kind of assume that we're all the same, that we all um, feel the same way about everything. And now, let me back up and kind of clarify that to an extent that is correct, but I feel like the biggest misconceptions are usually based on a little bit of truth. Such yeah. as um, yeah. we, there are some things that we all do believe the same because we all read from the same Bible. We worship the same God, and He has one word; He never changes. And so, our basis is all in this. Our foundation is all in the same thing. But out from that, um, I feel like, as many different types of personalities, there are different ways of going about our walk with God. He has that many different callings on people's lives. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they they kind of look at us almost as cookie cutter. They see the similarities and think that's all there is to us. Oh, the bunhead, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunhead and skirts. And... I have been called the bunhead. Um, at you my... never wear a bun. <laughs> well, at the job I had before, I would alternate, you know, because let's be honest, um, when your hair is not washed and it's leftovers from church... Up oh, well, yeah. is the order of the day. <laughs> so <laughs> that makes sense. I would wear my hair up some days and wear my hair down on other days. And it got to where it was a joke. And it kind of honestly started off, I believe, as mocking. And when I didn't let it get under my skin, then it turned into a joke because I would just joke back with them about right. it. And so we were dealing with the public who sometimes was not nice. Um, and so one of my coworkers who I don't think she at first knew how to take me, she had a very big misconception of what I was. But then she kind of learned a little bit about me. But her joke was, Haley, if her hair is up, then she's being super nice. And she's going to let people be ugly and let them get by with things. And she's just going to play nice, whatever. But if her hair is down, back up, mister. You don't know what you're dealing with. Because there were times I had to stand up for myself. But she always said... I stand up for myself whether my hair's down or up. I I don't know where that came from. I'm not sure what the difference was. But according to her, if it was a hair up kind of a day, Haley was playing meek. If Haley's hair was down, back it up. So that kind of became a joke around the office. I feel like your coworker had it backwards. Honestly, if I put my hair up, it's serious. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's I don't know. okay. I, I don't, I don't know if my hair up. She thought I expected that to make me more Christian or <laughs> what. But. Obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, but things like that. But I think they see us as cookie cutter, and so they automatically kind of assume we are all the same. And that I think they kind of feel like we cannot be our own person. Like, we cannot mm-hmm. think they our They generalize. Own they do. And they, I yeah. think that can happen with any subcategory of humanity, right? People right? yeah. I mean, say, oh, all white people think this or all females act this way or all and it's not necessarily that way yeah right it's an individual basis the same way that we believe that your relationship with god is on an individual basis yeah i don't care what church you go to and if the church teaches the truth but you don't live it you can overgeneralize about anything anything and so that i think is probably one of the biggest misconceptions is that they have a tendency to take the church as yeah. a whole. And while in some ways I feel like that works in our favor um, and that I am proud to identify rec- with who it, I am. It is our identity. Yeah, yes. there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. But at the, on the flip side, I feel like sometimes it works against us in if they've had a bad experience with one, they take that yeah. as all of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, I guess that could be a misconception, pro and con. That's true. That's true. I'd get the whole, you know, 
you guys think you're the only ones going to heaven because they've had a bad experience with someone before. Yes. Well, I, honestly, there are some Pentecostals that are not going to heaven. Right. There are because, some Pentecostals I don't want to be identified with. <laughs> exactly. <Right>. Because <laughs> Pentecost is not what, you know, is the get into heaven free card. No. Exactly. Um, anyways, Heidi, what about you? What do you think? Um, <coughs> one big misconception about us, I think, is that we are to be pitied. We can't have too much fun. We're not allowed to do too much. Oh, they obviously don't hang out with us. So. Underprivileged. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a lot of fun in my life. Yeah. I Yeah, I could see that. I got that more growing up. I think now, it may just be that I, I, um... I'm not so much in the, like, it, growing up in a public school is very much that way. Oh, what do you mean you don't do this? Or what do you mean you can't yeah, do this? And I would tell them, it's like, yeah. it's not that I can. It's just I choose not to. Exactly. I can do whatever I want to do. But I've chosen to not do those things. And it's very difficult for people to understand uh, consecration at that level. Yeah. You know. Um, another thing I've found internally is not some, not all, but some Pentecostals. I don't. I don't think they do it intentionally. I hope they just assume that because we have the Pentecostal experience, that's all there is. Right. Right. And they will substitute a daily relationship for a temporary experience at a church service. Which to me, that's nothing more than a club. Right. Exactly. I got it, initiated. I got sworn in. Yeah. It's a life and I'll go back and I'll have a right. great experience. And I see this a lot with what well, I call them conference hoppers. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a technical term or a biblical term, but accurate description though. Yeah, like you never, like you don't actually know where these people go to church. You don't know who right. their pastor is, but they're just conference hoppers. You see them at every conference. I was like, bro, I just saw you. How? Why are you here? Like, I know why I'm here. We're doing things at this conference. Why, I'm happy you're getting more church, but really, you're four states. Right. Away. Do you work a job? Honest to goodness. I've asked him, like, bro, what do you do? How are you making money? Flights cost money. (laughs) What are you doing here? Do you teleport? Should I? Are you an alien? Yeah. Anyway, so I find that a lot with conference hoppers, and they're just, I don't, I don't know. I support going to events. I think it's a really great shot in the arm. But that being said, you still have to have a relationship. And I think a lot of times we get a high in in a church setting it doesn't have to be a conference it could just be your sunday church service can you survive when there's not a conference and there is a worldwide pandemic and they shut everything down and right bro i'm telling you like that that drew a line Mm -hmm. who's got relationship and who's got reaction right you can react in a service that's cool but do you have relationship because relationship i mean you guys know this you have husbands you have children relationships are not all rainbows and unicorns Mm -hmm. no like There's stuff that you got to work through. There's rough patches. There's times when you feel like they are not understanding you. There are times you feel like you're talking and they're not listening. I have felt like that before with the Lord. Yes, <laughs> but I, I know based on our relationship and the ways he has kept me through the years that it's okay. Just stay constant and steady because even when you're not sure that he is listening, he's there. Yeah. It's probably just needing you to talk a little more. Yeah, I've... I have definitely felt that, you know, you, you hear the the famous song, When God Unfolds the Rose, and it talks about you don't feel like your prayers even reach the ceiling of the room. Um, as my you father, to pray, yay. Yes. <laughs> as, my, as my father-in-law would say, when you call, you feel like he's hitting the ignorant button. Um, so... 
But, I mean, it, that's a real feeling. Um, and those are the times where if you have a relationship, then you're operating on what you know versus what you feel. Because That's faith, though, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, like you said, relationships are hard work. They're not always going to be perfect. That's true in any relationship, whether it's your marriage, whether it's parent-child, whether it's siblings, whether it's friendships. There are times when, like you said, things don't feel good. Yeah. Um, and so you have to operate Seasons. on what I yeah on what I know. I know yeah. that we're friends. I know that we love each other, whether we're acting like it right now or not. I know that I care about you. I know that this is a relationship I'm meant to be in. Things like that. Um, like with God, I know that he hears me because he hears everything. I know that he's with me because he's everywhere. I know that he's not going to leave me because he promised that he wouldn't. Those are the things, but that's when you have to walk on like you said, relationship, but the things that I know versus the things that I feel. Um, yeah. Relationship goes deeper than feelings. There's one thing, like, I am constantly telling people, is your feelings are real? Feelings are real, but they're not reality. Yes. What you feel is real. It's valid. But it doesn't mean it's reality. Mm-hmm. I can feel lonely or I can feel like someone is being, you know, distant or whatever. But that may not be the reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe... They just had some. They just had something going on. I may feel like they're upset at me. That doesn't mean it's reality, right? I may feel like the Lord's not listening, or I feel like He's not working on my behalf. But that's not reality because He's doing things that I don't know about, right? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's always working behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, had to be here. Um, <laughs> All right, last question, and then we're going to call it quits because I got to get some Thai food takeout. Okay, Um, last question. Just so we know, I want you to tell me, like, what you do at your church, whatever roles you feel. I don't know how long we have for you guys. (laughs) It's quite a list. Narrow it down. Um, And then tell me something positive and wonderful. Is that what you do? Onyx. That's what Onyx does. He makes noise at church. Uh, Tell me something. Yes. Tell me something wonderful that's happening in your churches. I play this the is key- Heidi, by the way. Yes, sorry. I play the keyboard, and I am a Sunday school teacher. Um, we are... And she said you lead prayer. I do lead. I'm the prayer and leader, we have a, coordinator. A, a question from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I am the prayer coordinator at our church, and I will say that... And the, dis- and the district? And the district prayer coordinator. How do you tell nobody nothing? How was I supposed to know? <laughs> I thought I told I didn't know everybody. how fancy you were. I'm pretty sure that was in the family chat. <laughs> Wait, the Harris family chat? Because that means nothing. I'm sorry. That's really great. <laughs> Sometimes I can't keep up. There's so there's many. There's nothing like family keeping in touch. Listen, y'all, the Harris family chat, you can blink, and there's 100 messages. Exactly. Facts. People are busy or not busy, and I feel like that's part of the problem. <laughs> Okay. Right. Anyways, you're the prayer coordinator for the district. That's awesome. Yes, I am. And for our church. And I feel like um, the prayer and fasting of our church has really made some major changes in the spiritual atmosphere of our church. It's been yeah, yeah. pretty incredible watching the people just kind of come to life when they start committing to prayer and fasting and following through with them. Yeah. Everybody wants that the, uh, the miracle grow. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you just got to be steady on with it. Oh, exactly. And that growth comes from prayer. 
I know um, you guys just had a special service with a visiting minister, and Aunt Shay was talking about um, you've had some guests and people coming in and some new growth, and that's so cool. Yes, we've had some young families come in with lots of little kids for the Sunday school department, and we're loving it. We've got to have a um, VBS this summer. Oh, that's cool. And had a lot of kids there, and it was a lot of fun. I think there is, like, the I won't say the best revival because I feel like all the revivals are good, but... I think one that really just can boost a church is a revival with the children. Yes. Because they get it in them so young. And it eventually their families end up coming because right. of it. You get the kids, you'll yeah. more than likely get the parents. Silsby, we had 85 on a Tuesday Life awesome. Kids night. Yeah. It's incredible. And so now all of a sudden there's, there's a bus. And they're like, it's just... And it's all because... The kids are growing. The kids are so fun because they're just they're they just are. there. They're real. They are. they are what they are. I have a hard time looking at adults and not seeing kids, though. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, look at that unhealed child one. Right. <laughs> they yes. just need the Lord. Yep. Okay. What about you, Haley? Um, I just recently, like as in the last month, switched from singing on the praise team to now I have joined the band i'm with the band um <laughs> i play the aux keys in our church band um so that's a learning process um but that's fun i enjoy it um and i'm i'm kind of a whatever's going on i just want to be a blessing um so <laughs> i just want to be a milk cow for jesus <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, this one time, <laughs> let me back up. This one time, a precious saint of God was talking about, you know, she just feels like she messes everything up. And she's like, I just feel like a bull in a china cabinet. And I don't want to be a bull in a china cabinet. I just want to be a milk cow for Jesus. <laughs> I guess she wants to be productive, maybe. Absolutely. I feel like that's what she meant. I'm going to say that's what she meant. Provide strength for someone else. Right. Um, yeah, we're going with that. Um, yes, so... I am kind of available for all things that need to. Occasionally, I help out with our what we call our pups kids, which is a children's ministry that they have on Wednesday nights downstairs um, when they do super church and stuff. Sometimes I fill in with that. Um, but as far as what's going on in our church right now, we are in revival and have been for quite a while. We are actually in the middle of a building program. We have a new building going up. And they've poured the concrete. They've got the under roof. They are working on getting the siding on. And we're hoping to be in it before too long because in our current building, we are busting out of everything. That's good. And yeah. Good and problems. So we are so excited about all of that. But yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, and our youth department is actually not the only area, but that's the big area that's growing right now because our kids are bringing in a lot of their friends. And it's sticking. And it's... It's really, really good. Um, but we have also had, like, this last Sunday, we had two new families show up. Just, just out of the blue, yeah. Randomly. And we have found the links that they have to different people in our community. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shocked all of us. And thus, circling back, links that they have, not only to people in our church, but people in other Pentecostal churches in surrounding counties. Bro. And you, there's always a connection. Yeah. Always. This one guy that actually just showed up at our church this past Sunday. Um, he is an ex-brother-in-law to one of the men in our church who the man did not even, the 
the man in our church did not even know this until he was praying with him at the altar. And he proceeded to tell him, hey, I used to be married to your sister. (laughs) Um, What a revelation. Yeah, then come to find out he is also a distant cousin to a Pentecostal pastor in an adjoining county. Oh, wow. And he used to be in the church when he was like 16 years old and he backslid and he is now in his 50s and he decided it was time for him to come back to God. And so he came to church and prayed through and he was there again on Wednesday night. One of the other families, um, the the man works with my husband, and he did not tell us that he was coming. He and his family have been watching our services on live stream, and they just showed up Sunday and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, the wife and teenage son was back on Wednesday night because the boy said, I want to go and be part of that youth group. Wow. Um, and as she hugged me by Wednesday night, she said, I'll see you Sunday. Oh, yeah. Nice. And they're driving like 45 minutes. Um but well, when you find the real deal, man, it's they, worth it to them. Yeah. She said that her husband had been sending her, like, texts of our live stream services for <laughs> weeks and stuff. And she said, and I was like, I'm really enjoying these services. She said, but most of the services that he would send were in, like, states across the nation, you know. Right. She said, and I was like, where is this one at? And he said, oh, that's an eminence. And she went, seriously? Why haven't we been going? And so they loaded up Sunday and just showed up and absolutely loved it. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things where the church, our church has been in that community for a very, very long time. Seeds have been planted over years and years and years. And so we kind of feel like it's, it's harvest time and that all of the seeds that have been planted over the years are finally starting to come in. So it's exciting times. You want to know what everyone just thought when you said harvest time? Harvest time. God bless Sister Urshan. All right. Well, I love you both. This has been fun. Mm-hmm. And this may end up being two episodes. I don't know. Because it actually got kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there are nuggets. Nuggets. Plenty of nuggets. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today. Y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do. And um, don't forget to be a good human.